0: hey guys stephanie here welcome back to another episode of the legacy through motherhood podcast where we focus on generational change in five main areas faith finances mindset marriage and health And the goal is to become just 1% better every single day in one of those areas. And hey, if you listen to this podcast and you love the content, could you do me a huge favor and scroll down wherever you are listening and rate this podcast. And if you have a little extra time, a review is so, so powerful in the podcast world, and it just helps this podcast reach more and more women. And also, if you're not already, head over to Instagram and follow me at Legacy Through Motherhood just to say hi, we're going to be talking about this episode all week long. Okay. So today you guys, I am going to share with you a teaching I did on something that really gets me fired up and y'all, it is not money. (laughs) It is not money this time. Okay. There is a quote or I don't even know a meme, I guess, that has been kind of circling around the internet for a little while now. And it says, basically what you are not changing, you are choosing. And I think it's a bunch of crap. (laughs) And here's why. I have seen this uh, like meme, quote, or whatever circulating. And what is circulating is this. It literally is saying, whatever you are um, not changing, you are choosing. Whatever, whatever, yeah, you've probably already seen in my stories, eh? <laughs> um, but whatever you are not freaking changing, you are choosing, and that is such crap and it makes me so freaking mad every time that I see it because it is, and again, if you watch my stories, like it really is like, it is such privilege to be able to say that. Okay. So when people say you're choosing what you're not changing, there are so many things to take into consideration here. And like I said, I, I, and I did this morning, I get people in my inbox saying, well, people have to take personal responsibility for where they're at. And people have to own up to, you know, whatever. And they they have to change it. They can't be in victim mode. Okay, fine. That is literally one of the pillars in my business. (laughs) It is literally one of the pillars to take complete ownership of where we are. However, however, this is a big, big distinction. Okay. There is, we are hardwired. Right, I do so much mindset work. We are hardwired based on our experiences, based on you know our beliefs and our thoughts and what we grew up around, what we grew up around seeing, hearing, believing, like all of that makes us who we are fundamentally. And it's actually only like five to 15% you guys of our brains that is even conscious. <laughs> and so the other 85 to 95% of our, sorry if it's really echoing in my bathroom, but the other 85 to 95% of our brains Our subconscious, and what is that made up of? All of our memories and all of these things. And that is like the hardwired computer that is driving how we're acting today. And so that is like, it's not set, okay? I believe in a growth mindset. You can change that. However, (laughs) when people say, you know, to people who are in an abusive relationship or people who are struggling struggling with addiction, to people who are, you know, doing all of these things, well, you're choosing that lifestyle because you're not changing it okay, on some, on some level, right? But let's like take a step back before we start throwing on all this guilt and all this shame of you're choosing to do X, Y, and Z. There's a difference, you guys, between personal responsibility and not having the tools to deal with something, okay? So personal responsibility would be, hey, I know how to do it. I also know why I'm doing this. Like I've done the deep work as to why I'm struggling with this. It's because, you know, in my childhood, I did this, that, and this, or I'm predisposed predisposed to, you know, have the uh, addictive gene and I'm whatever, like the deep work, not just like logistically know how to do X, Y, or Z. Okay. Like you've actually done the deep work. You figured out why you struggle with this. You figured out kind of what your demons were and you have sought counsel and or what tools somebody Right, there was a quote that um, was circulating around too. I do love this one. Is that we think that like talking our problems out with a counselor? I'm sorry. We think that talking our um, problems out with like our spouse or our partner, you know, is is a uh, therapy, <laughs> and we use that as therapy. But that's that's not therapy. Like there is difference between talking out your feelings and talking to a licensed therapist therapist who can actually give you a plan to heal trauma. Right. Like, those are two totally different things. And so, when people say, well, people need to take personal responsibility, well, that's fine. They do. But they can only do that if they have the tools. (laughs) And they can only do that if they even know there are tools to be had. Like, you don't even know what you don't know. Do you know what I mean? And so, hold on. And so, it really, really frustrates me when I see people put stuff out like that out into the, I don't know, universe. Because I'm like, and I said this, this, uh uh, whatever analogy in my stories. It is literally like somebody is like trying to climb a mountain or whatever with like no tools, no harness, no nothing. and you're sitting back in a freaking lawn chair, like just try something different. (laughs) Just do, why don't you try something different? Like maybe put your foot up there. I don't know. Like what? And they keep trying and trying and trying and trying and they fail because they don't have a harness. They don't have the little whatever the heck you want to call it. Okay. They don't have the tools they need to be able to do and climb the mountain in front of them. And so you sitting back here saying, you must be choosing to not climb that mountain. That's bull crap, you guys. <laughs> that's bull crap. And I am like so aggravated with it. Now, if they had the tools and someone had taught them how to use the Dagon tools, that's a totally different thing. Having the tools and knowing how to use them, two totally different things. That's like, I know what to do, but I don't really know how to apply it. Right? Like what the heck people like we need to step into where these people are right if you have expertise in that area for me it's money (laughs) you know like i can help people who are struggling with money because i've been there i've walked that mountain i've climbed that mountain i've used the tools i figured them out my mom coached me on that but for us to sit back and not check in on our sisters who are struggling and then tell them they're choosing to stay in that abusive relationship. I'm choosing to. They're choosing to be an addict. They're choosing to suck with money. They're choosing all of this stuff. Like, gosh, you guys. Like, that can't happen. It can't happen. And listen, you cannot, like, go and walk alongside every single person. You can't. Physically, just can't. But we can stop circulating crap like that. Okay? And so. Holding people accountable. So then this gets into this whole conversation of like, okay, well, am I enabling them then? If I'm like, okay with what they're doing, you don't have to be okay with what they're doing, (laughs) but you need to check to see if they have the tools to actually climb a freaking mountain that they're trying to climb. Right. And, and what's really unique to them. Like I right now can climb a financial mountain. I can freaking like sprint up Money stuff. (laughs) I have the tools. I'm really confident in using the tools. You know, I can do all of that. But that was like my struggle. Someone who is struggling with addiction, right? Like this mountain is specific to them. This is their like a Healy's heel. And this person, it's food. And this person, it's, you know, relationships. And this person, it's this. Like there's so much. And so the mountain that we're all staring at is all freaking different. And the mountain that we're all staring at is particularly hard for us, right? Like that mountain knows exactly what our weaknesses are. So for us to sit back and watch our sisters who are struggling in abusive relationships or addiction or, you know, whatever else, and be like, hey, you're clearly choosing that because you're not changing it. That is such bull crap, I can't even tell you. So instead of like sitting back and saying that, let's make sure, right? Let's make sure that our sisters, literally and figuratively, have the tools that they need, have the support and the community that they need in order to climb the freaking mountain that is in front of them, okay? Um, I said this too. It's kind of like asking your five-year-old to tie their own shoe without ever teaching them. Well, they get that like strings are supposed to go certain ways, but like they don't know how to do it. And so as a parent, are we just going to be like, hey, just try something different? something different. No! Freaking kids gonna be there like so frustrated they're gonna freaking give up, right? And then there's this thing that happens and it's called learned helplessness. Um, I learned that very quickly as a teacher with students. What that kid needs is for their parent or a friend or whatever to come next to them physically close in proximity and teach them hand over hand. This is how you do this. But What happens is, and this is obviously like an analogy here, but like what happens is, as an adult, these people are trying. We literally all just do the best that we can, right? And so as an adult, we're like trying to tie these shoes and we can't get it, and no one's freaking showing us how to do it. We're too embarrassed to ask for help. There's shame, there's guilt, there's just embarrassment. And there's clearly people freaking out there judging, thinking that we don't want to be different. And then we're like, screw it. You know what? I'm just putting some Velcro shoes on. <laughs> right? You find a workaround. You find a workaround. Everyone does. And then what is pisses me off even more is then, freaking then, everyone will call those adults that are walking around wearing Velcro, lazy. <laughs> what? Like, you can't freaking win. And so there is privilege when... You know, if you're really excelling at something, I would ask yourself, why? Because I bet somebody has gone before you and taught you. Um, And that is privilege, right? Privilege is (laughs) having the tools and for sure having someone proactively teaching you how to use those tools. Like, hey, here kid, here's all of these tools and let me teach you how to use them. And so then you are like set up. But we don't all have that. One of my favorite, like, it's not really a quote, but, It's just something that went around saying, I guess, and it would basically say these little, and we're we're foster parents if you don't know me specifically, but they will be like, um, you know, these foster kids that you have so much compassion for, right? Like we get a new placement, man, we're, we're just showered in gifts showered in clothes, diapers, you know, gift cards, the whole nine, because, oh my gosh, look at this little kid, like their family structure is broken and we just love them. And you know what I mean? We have so much compassion on this child, but when that child, for whatever reason, if he ends up staying, he, she ends up staying in the system and is incredibly jaded without tools or a support system to deal with certain things in life, then when they become an adult, those are the adults that we, you guys, we have no compassion for. We have no compassion for them. And it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart because people need people. And um, I don't know. I just feel like sometimes in the social media world, it gets a little bit, uh, a little bit hairy. I feel like it's so easy for us to sit back and say, clearly she just doesn't care that she's, you know, struggling with abuse or addiction or whatever. No, that's absolutely not freaking true. And if you believe that you are, you've got some kind of blinders on. Okay, so anyways, that's my soapbox. While wow, let me read these comments really quickly. Okay, so clearly I have some feelings about that saying, and there was actually another opinion going around during the pandemic about COVID, kind of being the time to start to learn a new skill or maybe start a business if you had the time to do so or whatever. And if you didn't, then you didn't really take advantage of that time that we all had, not off, but, you know, just home. And I also have feelings about that, but I think that this quote sums it up perfectly. Someone said, the people in your age group who did not experience life-altering trauma absolutely had an advantage over you. Your brain was focused on survival and they were free to grow and develop. You may feel behind, but it's because you were doing your best to survive. You guys, I mean, if you had the capacity to grow and learn and develop during the pandemic, then that's amazing, you know, but not everyone freaking did. And it's not two sides of a coin. Like, Let's not make people who didn't have the capacity to start a business from the ground up or learn a new skill feel like they did something wrong or they missed some kind of opportunity that the pandemic provided to a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people were secure financially and were able to transition home, and actually, you know, they ha- there was a ton of upside to that, like they didn't have commute time, they didn't have, you know, whatever, they were more focused at home, because you're not, you know, talking to everybody in your in your office space, or whatever the heck it was, they had the capacity to learn a new skill, start a business, whatever that might be, right, and if you did have that, don't expect everyone else to have been able to do that, right? Like instead, just realize how fortunate you were to be able to focus on growth in this season instead of survival. And we all have seasons for both you guys, like neither one are wrong. (laughs) It is not wrong to be in a season of growth. That's amazing. It is not wrong to be in a season of survival because that is human. Like we're all just on these separate tracks running our own race. And you guys, if you have the capacity to run, then run. And don't take it for granted. This is why we are in foster care. Like it is so freaking hard to foster children. And we fostered six over these past two years. But my family unit is strong right now. So we will run. And when we aren't, we will stop and rest while others run. And when you are in survival mode, don't be frustrated, you know, that others are running. <laughs> just take the time for you that you need. Like we all take turns and sometimes it has to be longer than others and sometimes it's shorter. But in the end, we are only given one life. We are dealt the cards that we have and we just do the best we can with what we have. And we just need to remember to run our own race blinders on no comparison, And listen, like I said, you know, I'm all about personal development and a growth mindset, but damn people, (laughs) sometimes people need to feel like it's okay to slow down and not feel like everyone else is just flying by them. This expectation of this breakneck pace is exhausting. And I know you felt that. And if you see someone, you know, taking their turn to rest, we need to be clapping just as loud as if they were running. And honestly, maybe louder, because in this culture, resting is seen as a weakness, and we have to change that narrative. I saw somewhere, um, some post something, I don't know, that seeing shame and rest is a trauma response to something. And so that's something internally that we're going to have to work on. And to close this episode out, you guys, I want to read part of a speech from Jen Hatmaker on elephants. <laughs> This is a fraction of the speech, you guys. And if you have not heard it live or you have not read the entire thing, I encourage you to Google it like right now and read the entire thing because it is so incredibly motivating. But here is just like a a little tiny part of it. And it's actually what really started my love for elephants just in general. I'm excited for y'all to see the new office when we move because I got some cute elephant stuff going up because of this quote exactly. So she says... In the wild, when a mama elephant is giving birth, all the other female elephants in the herd back around her in formation. They close ranks so that the delivering mama cannot even be seen in the middle. They stomp and they kick up dirt and soil to throw attackers off the scent of the newborn baby and basically act like a pack of badasses. They surround the mama and incoming baby in protection, sending a clear signal to predators that if they want to attack their friend, while she is vulnerable, they're gonna to have to get through about 40 tons of female aggression first. And this is what we do, girls. When our sisters are vulnerable, when they are giving birth to new life, to new ideas, to new ministries, to new spaces, when they are under attack, when they need their people to surround them so they can create and deliver and heal and recover, we get in formation. We close ranks and literally have each other's backs. You want to mess with our sis, come through us first. Good luck. That is a tiny bit of this speech, you guys. And it is like, I had chills actually just reading it just then. But I also had chills when I listened to it because Jen is such a great, she's such a great storyteller just in general. And to do that live, I'd probably jack it all up. But I encourage you to go read that quote in full or see if you can find a video. If I can find one for you, I will post it. I'm not sure if it's out there. I I think that I heard her say that in a conference that I paid for. So I don't know if it's just available to the public, but I know the quote is on Google. Not sure if the video is. Anyways, you guys, okay, Godspeed. As we go into this week, check on your sisters and check on yourselves. Respect whatever season you are in or they are in right now. And I look forward to walking with you to help you find your grit while completely covering you in grace.